Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. Employer-sponsored health insurance premiums are increasing an average of 54 to 8.5% for the year 2024, but consultants, brokers, and business groups say many employers are paying most or all of the cost of the rate hike. As reported on Newsday.com, a key reason is the tight labor market. Unsubsidized premiums for the nearly 7 million New Yorkers who get insurance through the Affordable Care Act are increasing an average of 14 to 17 percent, according to a policy group's analysis. But most policyholders will not pay for any or most of the increase because of federal income-based subsidies. Inflation, the increasing popularity of expensive weight loss drugs, the expansion of high-cost gene and cell therapies, and other new treatments and consolidations of hospitals and physician practices are helping drive premium increases, according to experts. Premiums are the amounts paid to insurers to keep policies active. The Southampton Inn is among the Long Island businesses that will not pass on increased costs to employees. We as a company have been absorbing the increases for the last several years, said Didi Gottfeld, managing partner of Southampton Inn, minutes before she talked to her insurance broker to pick a 2024 insurance plan. She settled on one with a 6.5% premium increase. Maybe we make a little less money, but employees have a bit less stress on them financially, Gottfeld said. We have wonderful employees, and we want to keep them. We want to make them happy, and we want to do the right thing. Since 2011, school districts on Long Island and statewide have used special off-season elections more than 400 times to approve nearly $9 billion in spending, mostly through bond borrowing, a review by a nonprofit advocacy group has found. John Hildebrand and Michael R. Ebert report on Newsday.com that in the Nassau-Suffolk region, districts have held more than 70 of these special local votes over the past dozen years and approved nearly $1.4 billion in spending, according to data collected by the Empire Center for Public Policy, an Albany-area think tank, and provided to Newsday. Under New York State law, school systems can schedule referendums on bond propositions at any time of the year, not just during regular school elections in May. Typically, the money borrowed with voter approval is spent on school construction or renovation not covered by annual school district budget votes. This approach is controversial, with some calling it undemocratic, because voting may be held during periods when many voters are away from home on vacation or otherwise preoccupied. Incoming Suffolk County Executive Ed Romaine has been tasked with making one of the most consequential decisions of his administration before he is even sworn in, selecting a police commissioner. Nicole Fuller reports on Newsday.com that Romaine, a Republican who won election in a decisive 14-point victory last month and will begin his tenure in January, said recently that he would eschew the national searches for law enforcement talent favored by his predecessor, Steve Ballone, and instead look locally in an effort to fill the post expeditiously. Applicants already have begun submitting resumes, Romaine told his transition team last week, and advise them to look locally. 
Four young women are facing felony grand larceny charges following a theft this past Thursday at the TJ Maxx, located at Bridgehampton Commons on Montauk Highway in Bridgehampton. Tom Gogolo reports on 27East.com that Southampton Town Police alleged two of the women loaded up shopping carts with items before leaving the department store without paying for any of the merchandise. The women then got into a white sedan with New Jersey plates and attempted to flee the area, only to be spotted shortly thereafter by responding officers as the vehicle passed through Watermill headed west. Police report that officers unsuccessfully attempted to pull the car over. Then the driver of the car turned the vehicle around and started to head east for several miles on Montauk Highway, during which time passengers in the vehicle were observed throwing clothing items out the windows before the car hit a police vehicle at the intersection of 27 and Hayground Road. The women were subsequently arrested by Southampton Town Police, while Southampton Village Police lent a hand in recovering the merchandise from the side of the road. Clothing items were also recovered from the car, along with wire cutters used to remove anti-theft devices, said police, who eventually determined that over $1,500 in merchandise had been stolen, all of which was eventually recovered. The four women, who are between the ages of 20 to 27, live in Bellport, Selden, Amityville, and Hempstead. Each were charged with grand larceny in the fourth degree and criminal possession of a stolen property in the fourth degree, both felonies, plus more misdemeanors. The Long Island Power Authority would transition to operating its own electric grid after its current contract with PSEG expires in 2026, if an action plan created by the New York State Legislature's LIPA Commission is adopted by the state. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com that the transition would avoid the need for the utility to pay $78 million in fees to the private-for-profit PSEG, which currently manages the electric grid for LIPA, allowing more money to be invested into other initiatives like lower rates and infrastructure improvements, according to the Commission's proposal. LIPA would be governed by a 13-member board appointed by elected officials, labor interests, and other stakeholders, the proposal states. The transition is detailed in a final report approved by the LIPA Commission on November 17th. The final report includes legislation that will be formally introduced by the Commission's co-chairs, State Senator Kevin Thomas, a Democrat from Levittown, and Assemblyman Fred Thiel, a Democrat from Sag Harbor, in their respective of branches of the legislature in January. U.S. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson said yesterday the House GOP could vote to authorize the impeachment probe of President Biden this week as he schmoozed with well-heeled donors at two ritzy Manhattan events, the New York Post reports. During the fundraising events, Johnson hauled in more than a million dollars to help New York Republicans maintain and grow the GOP majority in 2024 congressional races, according to sources. Johnson, who represents Presents Louisiana's 4th Congressional District, was accompanied by House GOP Conference Chairwoman Elise Stefanik, who represents New York's 21st Congressional District, and helped organize the events. 
natural disasters, cancer treatment, judge training, athletic trainers, suspended drivers, a Southhold deer culling management plan, a wildlife derby, and a major switch in local elections. Those are some of the issues on the table as New York Governor Kathy Hochul approaches a December 31st deadline for signing or vetoing scores of bills approved by the New York State Legislature earlier this year. Yancey Roy reports on Newsday.com that the stockpile is not unusual. Legislators pass thousands of bills during the session, which ends in June, but forward them to the governor when requested in batches through the rest of the year partly to spread out the work. Sometimes it's to allow behind-the-scenes discussions about the implications of a bill. More than 100 bills still await gubernatorial decisions this year. Local elections is easily the biggest political issue pending, a bill that would switch most county, town, and village elections outside of New York City to even-numbered years, putting them on the ballot during gubernatorial or presidential elections. Like almost every year, a slew of criminal justice bills went through the legislature. Among those is one which advocates say will make it easier to challenge wrongful convictions. Another measure would compel judges who hear criminal arraignments to take at least three hours of training annually on New York State's bail law. The controversial new law eliminated prosecutors' option to request bail on most misdemeanors and nonviolent felonies. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.